0: The fox was really cute. And uh, Viv went right for its face. She did. My daughter went straight for it. And they said, oh, nope, not the face. And I said, sorry. And she wasn't going to hurt it. She thought it was our dog. Like She was like, oh, fluffy. It's going to lick me. And really, the thing was like, no, I'm fluffy, but I'm not soft. And you know what? Same. everybody. Welcome to Exaggerated. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to episode six. We are doing the thing. Um, Oh, my God, this morning. I feel like I open every single episode with, oh, my God, guys. (laughs) Or, oh, my God. But it's just, is that not just the world we live in today? Like, this morning, I mean, nothing really went wrong. My daughter's a little bit sick. And again, I feel like I open up every episode with my daughter's a little bit sick. But she's one years old and like plays in the playroom with the kids upstairs and like I just think these kids are all licking the blocks and handing them back to each other and just I mean there's so many germs and colds and just like this is New York City right like these kids are out on the subway they're out in the parks their immune systems are just like learning what to do and you know obviously if she's sick or anybody's sick like we don't bring them to the playroom we're not animals um but They just pick stuff up. They just pick up viruses. Um, And so this morning, this morning, I had it all planned out. I was going to work out with my friend and trainer. I was going to, it it was just going to be the best morning. I was going to jump on here, do an episode of The Pod. I was going to, I have a couple auditions I have to film. I have like all this stuff to do. And my daughter just didn't feel good. And, I spoke to her doctor and she's fine. Everything's totally fine. Um, But, you know, she's clingier than usual. She's whiny. She wants to be with me. Um, So, you know, I still did the workout. I've trained virtually with my really good friend and trainer of many, many years um, who I adore. And uh, I needed a workout. Like for me, uh, working out is like, I mean, this is for the next two minutes, this is going to turn into a health and wellness podcast because. I'm obsessed with working out um, and not for like vain reasons, not for body shape or for weight or for genuinely, genuinely for my brain, my mental health. If I don't work out, I can feel it. I start to in the last couple of weeks have been really busy. My daughter's changing her schedule and I'm a one man band here. OK, we got the baby monitor right here. If the, if she wakes up, the podcast is over today. We got to do it another time. Like. I am a one-man band so if my daughter's going through anything if she's I mean of course my husband's helpful but you know what I mean like during the day it's just me and her so if she changes something up if she's messing with her schedule like it's just I'm on borrowed time I always say it guys I'm on borrowed time and so I haven't worked out in a couple days and I can feel it my body my brain I start getting super anxious I start to question everything i'm doing like more so than usual everybody questions what they're doing but i can tell the difference in in my physicality in my brain when i'm not working out i'm my back is sore um i'm like pulling things easier i'm not sleeping as good and this can be sometimes i'll do 20 minutes of pilates on the peloton app and like done that's it that doesn't seem like a lot it's just the movement the breathing the the carving out time to just breathe and focus on your movement and is so important and I don't know anything about endorphins and dopamine and all of that but it's all so true if you're feeling like shit I don't know get up and move like just just move around this is the end of the health and wellness portion of this podcast but anyway mmm I have hot coffee. It's like rainy and gloomy. Every day is rainy and gloomy in the spring in New York City. Um, but I'm enjoying a hot coffee and I'm so excited for today because um, we have some really fun stuff to talk about. Uh, but yeah, so this morning I was working out and I work out virtually with my friend and trainer. And, um, and so my daughter was awake and she wasn't feeling good, but she was just like playing, doing her thing. We've done this a million times. And she, <laughs> I hope this isn't one of those stories that's like, it's only funny because it's your kid it was so funny she's watching her show and I put like on the the living room floor I put our king size down comforter like all piled up because she really likes that I think it feels like a big like feather bed to her and so it's in the middle of the room and I put on her show she loves Sesame Street or Miss Rachel and you know because she doesn't feel good and she just wants to chill and she was just kind of in this heap of these blankets and just watching and then she wants to get up on the couch and she's just about tall enough to get up on the couch now uh but she won't always have the confidence to do it so she gets up on the couch and she's watching her show and the her song comes on Miss Rachel sings this like bubblegum song my daughter loses her mind she is all of us at a Bon Jovi concert like she will hear this bubblegum song and be clapping, be smiling, jumping around, right? So she's on the couch at this point. She had gotten on the couch. She Now we're like right next to her on FaceTime. So my friend is seeing her as well. And she stands up on the couch and starts you know it's like icky sticky sicky sicky, you know no copyright miss rachel hey now um but it she starts clapping and dancing around and it's the cutest thing we're like oh my god it's so cute all of a sudden in two seconds this whole thing was only like two seconds long but she's dancing clapping all of a sudden she completely drops out of the frame of the Facetime, and <laughs> she just ate it she just rolled over fell straight down rolls off the couch Obviously, I'm only laughing because she was totally fine. She like barely it was all like pillows and blankets, and like so she was totally fine. But just the actual uh, view of her just like popping out of out of frame, and I was like, "Girl, you're partying too hard. You don't feel well. Take a rest. Just sit and watch the show." And she got too into it, and that's that she gets from me. I get too excited. Like I don't, I don't really drink a lot. Uh, I drink occasionally, but when I have like one drink and I'm out people must think I'm hammered because I'm just excited like I just I love being at a comedy show I love being at a a gig I love seeing a show I love being out for dinner so I'll just be so excited to be there I have half a glass of wine and I'm like oh my god isn't this restaurant the best place you've ever been to can you believe it I'm gonna have the cache de pepe I think I'm gonna have some bread too do you want the butter Pass the like it's just insanity and it's just that I'm excited. I'm not drunk. I'm just excited. I had a couple sips of wine. I'm feeling a little loose. I'm just having a nice time. And that's my daughter watching Miss Rachel. She's like, oh, 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 hit it, hit it, sticky, icky, psh, mm, and she ate it. She fell down. And life comes at you fast, kid. That's the lesson. The lesson is it doesn't matter how high you're flying and how good of a time you're having. You got to come down sometime. That's <laughs> so horrible anyway so she's not feeling well so we're doing all of this much later than expected my hair is wet i feel like i should explain to you if you're watching on youtube comment on youtube if you're watching on youtube um that you don't care if my hair is wet because i'm super i was like i should dry my hair i have a show later tonight and i need to like have dry hair for it because as you know when you do stand up your hairstyle is what matters the most uh no it's not but I just want to dry my hair and I didn't have time to do it. And she's napping right now. And I was like, we really, I really got to get the podcast in. Like, it's more important that you guys get your episode weekly than it is that my hair looks good. So it's, it's, it's wet. And I I don't feel I need to explain myself ever. And that's one of my faults is that I never explain myself, but I'm explaining that now um i don't know if you can see my shirt i have a little logo on my shirt if you're watching on youtube it says ngp that's my friend's company new ground promotions um i'm just wearing the shirt because it's a merch shirt and i love them i love this company they do um experiential marketing uh you know catering special events uh live activations all anything marketing uh new ground promotions check them out they're so amazing this is absolutely not an ad i used to work for them um for a million years and i love them so much um so yeah anyway it's a great shirt thanks will excuse me um okay what else is going on oh you know what i was thinking of the other day um the i was i was at the grocery store and they were like It's not really a grocery store. It's like, a. why do I have to even tell you this? You're like, we don't care. Just say store. But it's like one of those stores that's like, a. we have them in New York City. I don't know what you call them other places. But they're not bodegas. But they're not like a Target, like a big box store. They're just like everything stores. And they're not a dollar store because some stuff is expensive. But they're just everything stores. You could get a greeting card. You could get pasta you could get milk you could also get a crock pot an air conditioner kids toys what are those places called like it's I don't know it's just like an everything store but anyway I was in there and they were like oh you forgot your receipt on the way out and I was like oh thanks and I took it and I had gotten I don't know what I got I got like a few groceries I got like my daughter this thing toy thing she wanted I got like it was a random thing I definitely didn't need the receipt it wasn't anything I was gonna like return But it got me thinking, like, we used to keep receipts for everything. Like, you used to be like, I need my receipt in case I have to return it. And then if you did have to return it, you would be so nervous about the return. Are they going to take it back? Are they going to, right? Like, now I feel like we don't need receipts. for. Like, now I feel like we use Amazon like a rental company, right? Like, you buy something and you could, like, use it for 20 days if you wanted to. And then be like, oh, It's still within the 30-day period, and I don't like this. And they'll be like, reason for your return. And you just be like, rented. No, you wouldn't say rented. You would just be like, doesn't fit. Too big, too small. Don't like it. Wasn't as described. And, like, they just take it back. And I feel like the culture of returns used to be so intense. Like, I remember remember Postel and, like, um, like, Abercrombie & Fitch, like, those kinds of stores. I remember going... Like to the mall My cousin Heidi Was so good at returns Like she was just Confident with it And I'd be so nervous Like I would buy a shirt Or something And it would be You know Like too small And I'd want to return it And get a different one Or return it And get something else And I would always be like Oh my god Can you come to the mall With me because I I need help I'm scared They're not going to return it Or I'm going to You know You'd like be up there And maybe this is just my anxiety. You're like This is just called Generalized anxiety disorder No but um, You used to Like go up to the desk And just be like hi, I, um, I'd like to just return this shirt. It's And like you're, sometimes you're overcompensating. Like sometimes they'd be like, cool, and just do it. And then sometimes they'd be like, what's the reason for your return? I used to work in retail and we used to say, what's the reason for your return? What's the reason for your return? And now you could just click that button and be like, I don't know. It doesn't matter if you lie. It doesn't matter if you're kind of like making it up. Then you had to be like, I. Uh, it's a little too small in the armhole. I think uh, I've been lifting weights and my shoulder got a little bit bigger. So I think I want the medium instead of the small this time. Also, the cap of the sleeve is is a little too short. I like it a little bit longer. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, OK. Like, what are they writing it down? Like, I think it was just like a power trip of of whoever the cashier was but now yeah we just don't have that anymore and I don't need like I, I do returns all the time and I don't need help from my cousin who's brave um, but we um, oh my god we did so many things uh, this past week and weekend like it was so so fun uh, we went to the Bronx Zoo for my friend's son's birthday party and it was so cute it was my daughter's first time at the zoo and uh <laughs> We went and it was like part of the birthday party. So it was so cute the way they had it all set up. It was so, you know, they had the cake and everything in like the like pavilion park area. And then there was special, um, like special events for the party. So they got to meet two animals, right? Why is my child the only one that couldn't handle it? She was the only one, right? So (laughs) let me backtrack. So they go into this area of the zoo where it's like a, Just like a room and there's like some trees and you could see out. I think it's over like the gorillas or something because you there's like monkeys if you look out the window, but there's not monkeys like with you. It's it looks like a conference room, you know, so we're sitting in there and they're like, "Okay, everybody sit down and, uh, you know, sit in a circle. We're going to introduce the animals. My daughter's the only one standing up. Now, there's older kids. Like, I get it. She's only one. She's not going to always, you know, act like a five-year-old. So, of course, the older kids were behaving. But there was a couple one-year-olds that were just, like, happy to be there. They just sat quietly and they were just happy to be there. And my daughter stood up with her skeptical look and just looked around that place. Like, what am I doing in the zoo conference room? Who are you, lady? What, you know, what's going on? So they bring out the animals. The first animal is... Now, I'm not trying to hate on the zoo, okay? They save animals. It's all about conservation, supposedly. Whatever. I'm all for the zoo. It was really cute. We had a great time there. They brought out a snake. Why? Why? Why did you bring out a snake? This is a zoo. You could bring out anything you wanted. Where's the cute, sweet monkey, right? Where's the little, fluffy chinchilla, right? Like, where's the hamster? Just bring out a hamster. They're kids. They don't know that, you know, like, I'm not asking you to bring an alligator out. But why are you bringing out a snake? No one wants that. My husband was (laughs) 10 feet away from the group. He's like, I'm taking pictures from here. I'll hold your bags. He was like, I'm not going near a snake. I'm just not doing it. And so they bring out the snake and they teach them to to rub the snake with just your pointer finger and your middle finger. It was very, you know, you know. and they said, okay, gentle, gentle, you know, all right, great, great, great. My kid wanted to grab the snake. She walked straight up to it with her hand grasped in a C like she was gonna take the snake out of this lady's hand. So the whole time I'm like, no, no, gentle, gen-, you know, and she knows, she understands gentle hands. Like she's not a total monster, but the zookeeper lady looks at me right in the eye and she goes, I need you to hold that one. miss i need you to take your snake and put it back in the cage then because i need you to hold that one but she goes i need you to hold that one like she had eyes on my daughter from a million miles away and she said this one looks rowdy this one looks like she's having too good of a time and then the other zookeeper guy the the partner zookeeper comes over with some toys like some giraffes like like plastic giraffes And he's like Does she need a toy? And it had this And now I was probably Just sheepish Because my child Was the only one Not sitting nicely In a circle So i was probably feeling self-conscious about that but i felt his energy and it was like do her hands need to be busy because it looks like she wants to take the snake and helicopter swing it over her head and you know what sir zookeeper she does that's exactly what she wants to do and i deal with that every second of my life so you're going to take this 20 minutes with your snake and you're going to deal with her and you're going to teach her gentle hands and all the little nice things that you taught the other kids And also, yes, she wants the plastic giraffe. So she took that and she was happy about that. But she did try to yeet the snake across the room. And I wasn't going to stop her from doing that because I wasn't going to go near the snake. And I understand that as a parent, I have to take responsibility for my child's actions, especially when she's this young. But don't put a snake near me. I can take responsibility for my child's actions all the time unless you bring a slithery, slimy snake Next to me while I do it because that's not my responsibility under such conditions. I give up all responsibility on my child's actions. No, it was really cute. And then the second one, I guess I have a problem with (laughs) this. The second animal that they brought out was a oh god, what was it called? It looked like a little dog or something, but it was. I'm an idiot, it looked like a little dog. (laughs) No, um. It was like a, it was a desert fox. Desert fox, so cute. Oh my God, it was like fluffy, floofy. The exact type of animal you would think would satisfy me in this experience. A petting zoo scenario, bring something cute, bring bring out a dog. Like who cares? These They don't know that there's not dogs at the zoo. You know, like, so they bring out the desert fox and it was once again, not the animal to bring. They come out standing and they go, shh, shh, be super quiet. This desert fox doesn't like bright lights, noise, or sudden movements. Really, Mrs. Zookeeper? You're bringing it into a room of ages one to seven. They only know bright lights, loud noises, and sudden movements that's the only way they know how to be. So, what are the odds that you're going to get 20 of these kids to go, oh, let me understand the depths of human emotion and how to have compassion for another living thing in this moment when my brain is probably the size of a peanut. And I'll make sure that I stay quiet and agreeable next to the 11 year old desert fox that needs a quiet dark place what are we doing mrs zookeeper bring out a tree frog and cut the shit will ya anyway the fox was really cute and uh viv went right for its face She did. My daughter went straight for it, And they said, oh, nope, not the face. And I said, sorry. And she wasn't going to hurt it. She just loves, like, I think she thought it was clay. (laughs) She thought it was our dog. Like, she was like, oh, fluffy. It's going to lick me. And really, the thing was like, (sighs) no, I'm fluffy, but I'm not soft. And you know what? Same. Same. I might be a little fluffy on the outside, but I might also be bitchy and crass and kind of snappy on the outside. Uh, So on the inside, whatever. So yeah, it was really, really cute. Um, she loved the zoo. And um, oh my god, she got car sick on the way there. I feel like I'm doing too much kid uh, stories now. But oh my god, I get really bad motion sickness. Like on like planes, trains, automobiles, boats, the whole thing. I get so motion sickness. I look at a yellow cab and my entire... In- face turns green and my daughter got sick for the first time like motion sick in the car and she like threw up a little bit in the car seat and I was oh my god I know anyone that's listening to this that's like a seasoned parent is like oh yeah I remember that time no big deal I wanted to tiptoe into the east river because I felt so horrible because that's the worst feeling in the world to feel motion sick and I just don't want her to ever have to go through that and I hope that she didn't inherit that from me okay so that's that um we also went We went to Riverdale um, in the Bronx and it was amazing. It was so fun. And we, um, I went to college up there and um, it's just, you're still in the boroughs, like in the city, and it's, you know, but you have a little space, some grass. There's like nice parks. It's really cute up there. Um, And we went to eat at one of our favorite Italian places up there. And it's just like, I'm Italian. My husband's not. My husband's Irish. um, And, uh, yeah, he's like actually from Ireland. He's not punching me in the face at a parade in Boston. Um, he's he's a true Irishman. But anyway, we went to um, this Italian restaurant that we love up there. And uh, it's just so funny because it was like one o'clock on a Sunday, right? So you've got the whole place is crowded with big tables of Italian people out for like their big meal, maybe after church, maybe after going outside to the park, you know, whatever, after some kind of baby shower, bridal shower. Like they were clearly like dressed up, ready to be out. And um, it's so funny watching Italians eat because <laughs> I feel like most Italians know how to cook. And at least with my family, this is how it is too. But like they're, they're sitting at the restaurant and every single table was having the exact same conversation. Every single table was talking about what they cook, how they cook it, when they eat it how much of it they eat why the way they make it is the only way to do it like so there's a table sitting next to us and we ordered like a couple slices of pizza some broccoli Robs, some pasta like we just got like so like a little like taste of everything and so we're just kind of like whatever we want to eat at this place like we like eat it we enjoy it we move on i never sit there and say like, you know, I could make this sauce much better. Do you want me to make the the way I make it? You know, whatever. But there's a table sitting behind us of like, I don't know, had to have been like, like in their 50s and 60s or something. And there was some kids there, whatever. It was like a family out. And they were so stereotypical, like typical, typical, typical Italian Americans just sitting there like, hey, you like anchovies? no all right well listen you don't even taste them in this recipe but what i'm saying is you gotta add the anchovy anyway and then what it do, you don't even taste it like if that person had said you like anchovies and they said yeah i love them they would be like oh oh you gotta try this recipe it's like they fix what they're saying based on like the 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 immediate feedback that they're getting and they're all sitting there like talking about their own food instead of the food that they're eating like what there was um two people eating shrimp scampi also i'm fully aware that i shouldn't be this invested in a table next to me like hey maybe pay attention to your own family and your own dish of pasta i can't i can't because it's too interesting i love people being people people being people is my favorite thing in the whole world so these people were people in they were sitting there and they were like eating their shrimp scampi and talking about the way they make chicken franches, how it's correlated, I don't know. I guess both recipes use butter. But they were like, well, my franches, you know, what I do to crisp the top is, you know, going into full-blown explanations. So what you got to do is you take the, the chicken, you gotta, you got to pound the chicken really thin. You hear me? You hear me? You got to pound the chicken really thin. And after you pound it really thin, you got to dip it in the egg. And after you dip it in the egg, you got to put it in the breadcrumbs. But you got to season your breadcrumbs. In my breadcrumbs, you know what I do to my breadcrumbs? Oh, wait. Jim, Jim, tell her about my breadcrumbs. So what I do with the breadcrumbs is I lay them out. I lay them out and I toast them a little bit. I toast them first. I put them in a pan in the oven. I try to add as many extra steps as possible to make the length I'm cooking seven times longer than the amount of time it's gonna take my family to eat it. So I lay out the breadcrumbs, right? And then I put some Parmesan cheese. I add a little salt. You know what? The doctor doesn't want me to put salt because of my blood pressure. But you know what? It's Sunday, so I put a little salt. I add a little bit of pepper. I do some dried garlic. You can't do the the granulated garlic. It's a little too wet. The granulated garlic is a little too wet to put with the egg. All right, so you got your chicken pounded out. You pounded out your chicken, you toasted your breadcrumbs, you added your parmesan, you added a little bit of salt, you know, that sneaky, sneaky salt. You add some garlic powder. All right, what I want you to do next, you're gonna put in your parsley, you put it right in the breadcrumbs. Yeah, no, no, Joan, that's what I do. I put it right in the breadcrumbs. I put, yeah. So, Jim, tell her. So the breadcrumbs are all ready. You dip it in the egg, you dip it in the breadcrumb, you, you, you flour the egg, you know, they're, and they're going through step by step what they do while they're just shoveling down. Shrimp scampi, and I gotta tell you, I felt right at home. I almost said, "Hey, babe," my husband was across from me. "Hey, babe, scooch over. I want to pull the tables together," because I feel so at home when somebody is just talking about food, complaining about food, comparing food. That's who I am at my core. Who I am at my core is. <laughs> we can never go to a restaurant because my parents own one and my dad's a chef. My dad will complain about the food. My mom will complain about the service. It could be the Waldorf Astoria's high tea in the center of Paris. Michelin starred. And I guarantee my mom will say, did you see how that waiter picked up the glass? Nah, not my thing. Or my dad will say, "Eh, it's I wouldn't put this much salt in it, but you know, you don't have to. You know, teach their own. They do those like backhanded compliments, so you can't just sit and enjoy anything. Um, ultimately, I think if you know how to cook, you're never gonna fully love a restaurant, like unless it's something totally different than what you cook. Because even my husband now, as Irish as he is knows the difference now between, like, me making homemade pasta, marinade sauce, meatballs on a Sunday, sitting down to that taste versus getting it at a restaurant. Even when it's so good from the restaurant, it's not your homemade. There's an energy. There's a vibe. There's a taste that, like, comes with that. Like, I will always love my mom's sauce over my own because, like, that's the taste of home that's sunday that's you know what i mean or like so i don't know i think that's like and so it must be hard for my dad because he's a chef and he like knows how to do a lot with food like everything with food i guess so it's like then he goes to a restaurant he's like oh like he's used to making his perfect version of whatever like you know when you're making a sandwich for yourself at home say you don't know how to cook anything you're taking everything out of a package just to make a sandwich you still like toast the bread a perfect amount you put on The mayo, you add a little bit of, you know, I put Simeon's brand, this is upstate New York shit, I put Simeon's brand Greek seasoning in the mayo, like when I make a sandwich. So it's like if I, and then you put like, you know, say turkey, lettuce, tomato, salt pepper, put the other side of the bread on. You can't go to a deli and request that they put that specific seasoning in. That's just like me being like quirky, nostalgia, whatever. Um, So I think you always if you know how to put flavors together and you know how to cook or at least like feed yourself a meal, likely eating home, I think, is better. That's a hot take. Eating home is better than eating out. Maybe I'm just getting old. I mean, it depends because then if you go to like a sushi restaurant, no, eating sushi at home is not better unless you're literally a Japanese sushi chef and then it probably is better i stand by it i stand by it eating home is better than eating out still invite me to dinner i still want to go because i don't want to cook um but and that's the other thing sometimes i think restaurants taste better because it's the ease of it all i don't want to cook i don't want to wash dishes right like of course that tastes better yum now i want to go out to dinner what a hypocrite So yeah, I don't know Um, Yeah, I don't know What else is going on? You guys want to just do the ick? Let's just do the ick and the love Let's let's move right along I don't know how long this is We don't know what's going on We're just having a silly goose time The ick Oh my god, I was thinking about this the other day People on trains Eating a full meal What are you doing? Why? What time is your train? Eat breakfast before you get on it eat lunch when you get to your destination. Have your dinner an hour earlier if it's going to affect the train journey. These people will sit on the train, subway, Amtrak, whatever it is. As soon as they sit down, they are paper bag open of full on uh, burrito bowls with a uh, hot coffee, a soda and a and a, a, a cinnamon bun dessert. What are you doing? Eat at a restaurant, eat at a, like, of course, sometimes you got to have something on the go. That's a croissant and a coffee. That's a protein bar. Okay, that's, I, I don't know. That's, that's a, a bag of cashews that you brought with you. Like, that's a snack. Fine, snack all you want. Eat some gummy candy, live your truth, but stop sitting down with a fork and a knife on a train. It's gross. Don't do it. Just be hungry. Honestly, live with your hunger a little bit. I don't know. Eat a snack, go sit down at a table. What do you, if you have to take the table that you're eating on, out of the seat in front of you, you shouldn't be putting a three-course meal on the table. That's just facts, that's just facts, done. I stand by it. My love, okay, this is a tough one because I thought I hated it at first and now I'm kind of into it. Did you guys see that, tell me in the comments if you saw this, that like viral banana coffee thing? So people take, uh, they cut up a banana a banana ice cubes and your choice of milk in a little blender Gzz, whir it up into like a milky frothy thing put it on top of cold brew what hey why is there a banana in your coffee i don't know but it's delicious it was so good i saw it on instagram and my friend dana and i are like obsessed with coffee and like I have all things coffee so We were uh, talking about it. I was like, I'm going to try to do that. And the first time I did it, I did it with almond milk. That wasn't the move. But I personally don't like almond milk in my coffee. If you like almond milk in your coffee, live your truth. It's probably fine. I'm a half and half girl. I said it. Full dairy, half and half, 30 calories a tablespoon. We're doing it. I I spent so long restricting food in my life that now half and half – still feels like I'm rebelling and it's delicious so you take the banana you take I think it was 120 milliliters why I remember that I don't know 120 milliliters, like a little bit of milk ice blend it together it makes like this frothy delicious dump it on top of cold brew what it's delicious it only tastes like a little bit of banana and I make my coffee super strong you're like we know you're talking a million miles a minute and you haven't blinked but Um, it's delicious. So try it out and have that. Um, I love you guys so much. Thanks for listening. It means the world. Uh, Thanks for supporting creators and artists and actors and comedians and people and just be a good person and be cool and be nice to each other. And um, I'm so excited that you're here. It's all a little bit exaggerated. Bye. See you soon. This has been exaggerated. Thanks for sticking around till the end. Follow me on social media at Timo Lin. That's T-M-O-L-Y-N-N. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and join the conversation by emailing me at exaggeratedpod at gmail.com. Until next time, don't forget, it's all a bit exaggerated.